Welcome to the Unsupervised Mom Podcast, a weekly conversation about the grins and grime of single motherhood while learning to navigate it God's way. I'm your host, Javon Brown, Christian leader, educator, business owner, and most importantly, mom. I'm not a single mom expert. I'm an expert at being the type of mom God has called me to be. And so are you. I know that God wants us to excel in everything we do. And this includes parenting, even while going at it seemingly unsupervised. For more insights and inspiration, follow the unsupervised mom on Instagram and take this journey with me. While I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a Christian pastor, counselor, or physician. I would not qualify myself as a superstar athlete in middle and high school, but I was a valuable player of the sports teams I did join. I was a point guard during basketball season and a sprinter during track season. During both sports practices, my coaches referenced a standard guide or playbook. Although the nature of the team's capacity was always considered alongside the playbook, they had to know who their players were how the players work together, and what was the best way for us to learn as a team? Were we capable of executing certain plays without an awareness of the sports norms? Not without risk. Could we have been penalized individually? Or could our coaches put themselves in jeopardy if the rules were undermined? Oh, absolutely. And at any point were the playbook set aside and we still followed through, I would say that that's another absolute, but this was because our coaches prioritized using the playbook to ingrain in us the ability to execute teamwork, establish confidence and sportsmanship and a vision of how to win. So we adapted plays mentally and physically because the playbooks included strategies and activities to carry out the strategies. While all of this allowed me to strategically function as an athlete, when I became a mother, I couldn't turn to page 91 and review whether I was to cut left after my teammates set a pick or know that I couldn't commence a sprint before a starter's gun fired. Were I to do so, I'd miss an opportunity to get closer to the ball or have committed a false start and disqualified myself from the run altogether. I was in my early 30s, a full-time educator and living in a city two hours from my immediate family. So even with the available support of extended family, which I gained through the ministry I was serving at the time, stepping into motherhood was not a crystal stare. About two to three months after having my daughter, single parenting became more real for me. There were super long nights and even longer days Not because I was already at my wit's end, but because I was new to the game and I didn't know how to make decisions without asking questions or at least referencing some type of book that could help me to figure out how to make decisions as a new mom. And there were many books uh, that are out that detail uh, what we should consider as new mothers for how to cater to our children, how to establish routines at home and so on. And I did the research and I read some material, but everyone's situation is quite unique. And while the material offered a general scope of what I needed to make 
I would qualify as certain big mom decisions or wisdom from others, the wisdom from others who endured single parenting or who were enduring as single parents was the information that helped me the most. But what happens when they were not available? I was still responsible for handling my business and figuring it out. And sometimes figuring it out did not give me the ready-made answers I wanted to have access to. In fact, as a woman who functions well with systems in order, and I am telling on myself, I needed someone to just hand me a book that said, do this, and this is the outcome, no matter what I confronted in every single one of my mommy moments. But it was, it was a total unrealistic and silent asking and expectation. And it was in these grimy moments that God was showing me that I still had him to lean on, even though I intrinsically undermined his ability to understand my situation. There was no book of motherhood, chapter two, verse six, come on congregation, follow me too, that I could turn to. I truly underestimated the condition or nature that his resolution would arrive in. I actually decided that God was too big for my newfound motherhood platter. I honestly didn't even think to myself, okay, she seems fussy and I'm exhausted. What does the Bible say about this? That was not my mental train. But God answers our questions in ways that we least expect. So one evening I was completely exhausted. I mean, I needed a shower. I needed to wash the dishes. I had to feed my little girl. I really needed some sleep and I was extremely hungry. You name it, I needed to get it all done. And while I could prioritize which tasks to do before the others, I had major brain fog and I just sat staring, trying to keep from crying. I knew that I wanted to speak to my mother about what I was feeling because it's something so, it's something about hearing the reassuring voice of a mother who understands and gets you that I knew would bring me joy and mental rest. So I called my mom to seek her wisdom and wanting to know how she acclimated when my sister was born. But my father happened to see that I was calling her phone and he picked up instead. He told me that my mom was asleep and asked me if I was okay. I tried to play it cool because he was a dad and I didn't want to worry him. And my father is a type that will drop it all and show up. So I tried to keep from displaying the freak out that was happening in my head. My insides were crawling with fear and exhaustion. And I honestly did not think he would understand all that I was feeling. But who was I to try to be the big bad wolf of motherhood knowing I really needed help in that moment? So I took a deep breath and I told him that I was okay. He then asked me a million dollar question made of three little words that turned my tears on in full. Are you sure? I started sobbing and telling him how tired I was and that I just wanted to stop debating between a shower or cleaning the kitchen. I started sharing with him how I felt by myself and I was totally unsure of how I was going to do it, meaning be a mom and a good one at that. He calmly told me to breathe and communicated that he knew that while he may not be a mom or never physically had a child, he knew what it was like to be a new parent and to watch my grandmother in her single parenting. My father offered a solution to help me get into a better new mom burst. 
He then said he'd speak with my mom about coming back for some time to help me adjust and build up some more at-home solutions. So moments like these, while not totally unavoidable, were few and far in between. You see, my mom stayed with me for some time after my daughter was first born. She was retired, so she had flexibility in her schedule to do so. But after that short period of time, my mom went back home. And so the idea of even asking her to come back even a month or so later just seemed like a stretch. But his solution was just what I needed to hear. But I really just didn't think to ask for it. So I did take a deep breath and there was something about knowing that my father was at the very least available to listen that took my angst hostage and repaired my self-trust. And this is the lesson I believe God wants for single moms. When we are seeking answers to single mommyhood, the answers are hidden in the father's playbook. So let's unpack this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, it shares this thought. And I will be a father to you, and ye shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. This scripture is intentionally personalized. The scripture is intentionally speaking to you. Through Paul, who was having a very active conversation with the Corinthians, they were a people who were born again as unto Christ. We learn of the size and measure of God's understanding and compassion. The push here is for believers, that's us mamas, to appreciate, to apprehend, and to own the energizing fatherhood of God with the commitment to live for God for real. So there's an exchange in this intentional relationship. So the only way a father is capable of extending compassion is because his first intentions through his unconditional love and sacrifice was to edify us beyond our human nature. God really wants us to know that we have sonship or daughtership in him. And to have this is to have access to what belongs to him. This is a model for how we should not only raise our children, but also get to approach our father with the expectation of his love and support. With his love comes answers to many questions that even our best examples of moms and dads cannot answer for us. It is perfectly valuable to consult loved ones and seek out support and name what you need. In your support seeking, though, it's also really significant to not leave the father out of your inquiry or equation. It's important to assume that God has every answer, and it's not our job to minimize God's supernatural ability to show up in something that seems solely natural. God has a playbook that we get to refer to at all points of our mommying. So here are three benefits for using God's playbook. Number one, a playbook helps a team to visualize targets. With the word of God, you are able to secure a vision for who you are called to be as a daughter of God and as a mother of his child or children without comparison to who others have been called to be. When you daily fortify yourself with his word, he remains the target. You can feel him walking with you, talking with you, striking down the enemy in your path, gifting you with his peace and more. God is truly a God who wants your gaze to remain forward and that's on him. The second benefit, 
A playbook helps a team to understand a continuous improvement model. God's word not only teaches us how to live, but it also shows us what not to attach to our living, our thinking, and our being in order to get closer to modeling his love and example in the earth. Without his model, we are left to our own manufactured devices or like in the case of the Israelites, idols or idolized kings and left to detours of all types. So his model helps us to build our mothering around an original and not a counterfeit. And the last benefit, a playbook sets parameters for how to achieve goals and to be successful in achieving these goals. God's word sets a standard for creating plans that we cannot fail at as long as we seek his kingdom first in our planning. He wants to be and should be at the head of everything we do. A mind that sets a plan in place with Christ at the center is a mind that can mother with Christ at the center. Every decision, every thought, every action and commitment will branch from the center and it's bound to thrive when Christ is in the middle. So I believe God used my father in that moment to demonstrate who our earthly fathers have the capacity to be, an example of God in the earth, a model of distinct participation, inclusion, a listening ear and a safe space. But I also believe God used my father as he may use many of your loved ones to remind me that when I didn't have a specific page to turn to in a research or experience-based book, or I didn't know the next title of the next edition of mommy said this, or this is the best way to do that, or even in the moments when I didn't know what to expect of the next single mommy hood life. I can trust, you can trust that the answer is always available to us. It's never something we have to look for, but it's actually who we should look to. Be encouraged, Mama. That's it for this week, but that's not all. If you have some ideas about what you'd like to see featured on the podcast, let me know. I have some sweet plans, but your input is welcome. Feel free to send an email to hello at theunsupervisedmom.com. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at theunsupervisedmom, where this important conversation is in full color. The official hashtag for the podcast is hashtag unsupervisedmomlife. I'm your host, Javon Brown, and I'd love for you to subscribe and tell your single mom friends to do the same. Go on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to download the show and catch the weekly episodes. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. And remember, Mama, you are she, seen, heard, and enough. I love you. And most importantly, Jesus loves you. Later, y'all.